0: Hello everyone, you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Choplis. I know the power of vibrational healing by combining physics and ancient healing arts to develop a system that has amplified results with thousands of my clients and healing students. When you are ready to be able to transform your life and the lives of others, go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me to discover more about my program for helping healers and coaches thrive and grow their business. I invite you into conversation right now at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment to talk about you having more energy while growing your healing or coaching practice. My next guest, Sharon Lynn Wyeth, has spent 15 years developing a science of what names mean. When I heard this, it got my attention because I also heard that companies hired her to help them select the best candidates for their open positions. Lawyers consult her for getting advice on presenting their cases to the judges and families on how to better communicate with one another. She has been refining this science for a total of 32 years. She can determine one's strengths, challenges, and the purpose of one's life by looking at the placement of the letters of your first, middle, and last names. Has that piqued your interest? It did mine. It seems that there are no accidents, and I believe we pick our own names, and in my case, I picked the names of my children before I was born. (laughs) My daughter knew what her child's name was going to be 10 years before he was born. I'll bet Sharon has something to say about that. (laughs) Sharon started out as a teacher with a background in math, which more or less prepared her to reveal this interesting connection between letters or words and someone's purpose and qualities. I can't wait to hear Sharon tell her story and more about how she helps people discover more about themselves and others. Welcome to the show, Sharon. I'm so delighted to have you here.
1: Oh, I'm delighted that you asked me. Thank you.
0: Yeah, so you've you've developed this brand new science could you share with us how you got started and what propelled you forward to really develop this into an amazing tool
1: well it started when i was making the seating chart for my at the beginning of my seventh year of teaching and it took me until i was doing the fourth class before i realized that my brain was doing the same thing it does once i get to know the kids So it was telling me don't put Joshua and Julie together because together they'll be clowns. If it's separated, they're okay. And Stephanie's gonna be stubborn and so put her over here on the side, you know, where I don't have to change your seat and Derek's gonna need extra help. So put them up close. And anyway, as I started my fourth and I went, wait a minute, it's the beginning of the school year. I don't know these kids. So curiosity got the best of me. And I went back and I said, what am I feeling about every child? Because all I have is their name. And I wrote it all down. And then I forgot about it because I wanted to get to know the kids for who they were. And when I looked at what I had written three months later during winter break, I was astonished at the accuracy. So I said, okay, my brain has picked up some kind of patterning because that's how it's trained. Like you said, I was a math major and I have my master's. And so I said, okay, how do I make what's unconscious conscious? And that process was long and detailed and took 15 years. But I really saw the advantage. If you could look at a name and tell who somebody was by the name, then you would be able to tell immediately how to group the kids in the classroom or who's going to be safe with the other ones or where the eruptions are going to be and put them across the room from each other. And for anyone who's shy or, you know, takes more time to get out there, they'd be able to look at somebody's name and know if that person's safe for them or not because you can compare two names and know how they're gonna work together. So that's why I took the 15 years and I took time off from teaching and I went traveling and I tested it in over 70 countries to see if it would work just as well with other languages as it did with our language. Now that so, was
0: so-, so even with people that have completely different characters, like, you know, Greek has its own kind of set of characters, Russian, or do you translate them into English or let's say Chinese or Japanese where they use symbols?
1: No, I, they have to use our symbols.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's the only ones I've, I've learned and, and know. Okay. So I have lived in Japan and, and lived in China and lived in Germany. And so maybe that's why it made it easier for me to go traveling around and testing. And I knew people all around the world. So, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, so anyway, it went through three years of testing. And then after that uh, people started saying, as I was talking about it, you know, where can we find out more? How do we find out more? And so, um, I thought, okay, I need to write this down as a book. And it took me two and a half years because I wrote it and rewrote it and rewrote it (laughs) anyway. Um, It all paid off because it won an award in excellence for writing. So that was nice. Yeah, I like,
0: I like a book when it, uh, it reads well, like those quickly put together books where people, everybody says, oh, you got to write a book and you can do it in a day. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And when it's, when it's your name on it, right? When your name is on the book, (laughs) you want it to, to be really superb.
1: So Your name would say that about you because your name says that you're always about making the world a better place and that you're being very stubborn or very persistent, depending on how you want to look at it, which way you're working on it, and making sure that things are done right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I could say assertive. (laughs) I'm assertive. (laughs) Stubborn, stubborn, I, I had to release stubbornness because stubborn is continuing even though it's not a good idea. Assertive is okay, this works. And if you come hit a wall and you go, well, I can change direction.
1: <laughs> right. Well, I always say that there's always two sides to every letter, two sides of the coin. Right. And so the combination in your name, so anybody who's listening is the ST combination and mm-hmm. anybody has the S and it's followed by the T. If you're using it to the positive, you're being persistent. And if you're using it to the challenge, it's being stubborn
0: ah interesting
1: it's the same energy which side do you want to play
0: (laughs) yeah so you know as i grew up everybody just called me ann or anna so what does that mean i mean it's my nickname
1: that was the part of your personality that they chose to see and they didn't want you showing them the rest (laughs) (laughs) i love that
0: (laughs) i love that so you know this process like i I wouldn't have even thought of to think about well the, these two people have similar first names and that they have they behave the same way and it's also, also interesting that you know there are families in which their son is a junior and then they have the third and the fourth and the so on so they have the same um, whole name <laughs> do but so they all have
1: the same parent names. So when I'm doing a reading for someone, I not only look at the individual's names, because I wanna go into a lot of depth, I always ask for the parent birth names. So even if the father's passing along his name, then that his son doesn't have the same mother's name and father's name that he had. They can have the same father's name that's similar, but not the same mother's name. So it all makes a difference. So you just learn how to read all of it. And when you have a junior or the third, that tweaks it. So it's kind of like saying, you're starting off with the name that's the same. So you have the same ingredients in your kitchen, but the recipes you choose to make out of those ingredients are a little bit differently. So you may pick a quiche where I may pick an omelet,
0: right? Mm -hmm, And
1: mm -hmm. the neighbors came and dropped some other ingredients off and that's called the second or the junior or the whatnot. So now I have a new batch of ingredients I could be adding to my quiche or omelet or whatever.
0: Yeah, like sprinkle a different cheese over the top or you know, <laughs> throw in a little oregano instead of basil. Right. <laughs> so what if what happens when someone changes their name? Like my daughter dropped her last name and she just changed it to a four-letter blue.
1: So the first name is the essence of who we are. Mm-hmm. The name is where we go when we're under stress and the last name says who we bring around us, who are we allowing to influence us. So when you change your last name, you're changing who you're giving permission to influence you, okay? Oh,
0: that's interesting, mm-hmm.
1: So then the birth name, whatever's on that birth certificate is the one that works, and that is literally what I call your contract for this lifetime. And you can read it for what's your purpose and why are you here, what you come to share, what you come to learn. And then as we change our names, Then that means how I go about my purpose is different. For an example, my purpose may have been, and I'm just making it up, I need to be able to get from L.A. to New York. Now, maybe in my original contract, it said I was going to walk. (laughs) And I had my whole lifetime to get there. But along the way, I said, "Mm, I don't like this. I think I'm going to start hitchhiking. Well, maybe I'll take a bus. Maybe I'll take a train. Maybe I'll fly an airplane, (laughs) you know. How I get there may change, but the goal remains the same. I've got to get from L.A. to New York. So as we change our names, our mode of transportation, how we're getting there changes, but our goals don't.
0: Yeah, I just, I still, you know, I'm like in awe that there is this process that has to do with names, like what you name things. And I know that when I read something, every word has its own energy. And when I read someone's writing, and someone else has come in and edited it feels like I've hit speed bumps like I'll be reading along and then somebody edits it it changes the flow of the words and then boom it's like hitting a speed bump and then it goes back and I'm going oh that was edited and when I read the Bible this has happened so often it looks like I'm reading a redacted um, a legal document with a whole bunch of black stuff all over you know it's like only a little bit is showing what was originally there so okay.
1: David Moore wrote a great book called The Christian Conspiracy, and don't be turned off by the title, but he literally goes through the history of the Bible and all the different times it was rewritten, reworded, all the councils and whatnot. It's a fascinating book.
0: Yeah. So that's, that's interesting for people. My brother likes to read the original language cause he, you know, we're Greek and um, I, you know, my whole family is hundred percent Greek and um, he likes reading the originals and translating it for himself. So he, he says, and he he'll he's so like enthusiastic about the way it was written the original, he always goes, oh, this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is wrong, and this is mistranslated. So I think it's really interesting that all words have a certain amount of energy, and then the name, you know, your personal name has also its energy, but I'm fascinated that you've taken, and, and it's like your invention, you started it just by observation in a classroom, and you've taken and developed it into this huge science. <laughs> so I'm really fascinated I by that. <laughs>
1: had help I like to give credit where credit's due that I've been a meditator since I was 18 so different thoughts would come and I would often wake up at between three and four in the morning with a thought and something and then I would have to take it and figure it out and what did that mean and does it apply and and so but I really feel like I was guided that entire 15 years
0: that's what I suspected
1: (laughs) (laughs) I I had to prove it and I had to find the patterns but I really do feel like I was guided
0: I I think that's the same.
1: Sorry about this. It's okay. No.
0: So, yeah, so the guidance um I it's the same with me because I studied, you know, I studied science for so long and was uh, you know, uh, I studied vibrations of materials and and when I did my work, I would always ask the crystals or ask, well, what, what are you revealing to me today? Like, come to me and tell me your secrets. And they would talk to me. And I'm, I thought I was a little nuts, but I, I had a lot, a number of breakthroughs that way. And I think that, um, you know, I'm a I'm a extreme introvert, so I did a lot of things alone. I'd go for, you know, one-hour runs every morning all by myself. So that really... That's what, what my meditation time was. That's when I had this. Like, I would those throw a question a- out, and boom comes the answer, right?
1: Well, according to Ram Das, those are called active meditations versus quiet meditations. And so, mm-hmm. anytime you're doing the same thing that's redundant, whether it's washing a bunch of dishes, ironing a ton of shirts, running, mm-hmm. you the meditation, you'll naturally go there.
0: Or driving. <laughs> driving well, so the same. Yeah. No, driving the same route every day. A lot of people go, how did I get here? I don't remember because they're, they were in, they were in a meditative state. It's like automatic driving.
1: (laughs) I had a friend that that had um, what she called psychic vision. She used to say that those people were really floating above the car and the car was kind of on autopilot. And I would say, oh, that's scary. Let's not get too close to that car because that's where accidents happen.
0: Wow, wow, that's interesting. So who is it that seeks you out and how do you help them?
1: I have a lot of different kinds of clients or kinds of reasons, I should say. Um, In the business world, it's HR departments. They'll send me the job description and a list of candidates and say, who should I be interviewing or who should I be hiring? And then I rank them. And I have a really good track record with that. And then if it's lawyers, then they will say, help me pick a jury by the names, and which is really nice. I don't even have to be in the courtroom. I don't have to go. I can just look at the names and say, OK, what? how do you want these people to be? Do you need them to make their decisions emotionally or logically? Or you know, how are you going to present the case so I know what I'm looking for and who you want as the jury? Okay. And then a lot of individuals ask, for help in seeing direction or uh, where are they on their goal that they came to do? Because it's like we get this veil when we come and we had it all planned out and we knew at one time why we were here and why we were coming. And then all of a sudden we're here and we go, oh, I don't remember a thing and I have to refigure it all out again. So the clarity is right there in the birth name of why we're here, what your strengths are, what your challenges are, what gifts you came in with to build upon. You know, and then how you're going to surround yourself with the people that are going to help you relearn what you've learned already or what you already know so that you can build it. And many of the ancient religions thought that you have until age twenty one to relearn that which you've learned previously to coming into this world. And starting on your twenty first birthday, which is why our founding father said twenty one year adult. Um, that's when you start new, your new learning for this lifetime. And so it's easy to look at what did you know prior that you had to relearn through up until age 21, and now, what do you, you know, now what's the goal built from there into this lifetime? And other people just want to learn how to get along better with people because you can always compare names and see whose responsibility it is and how to go about talking so the other person can really hear you.
0: Yeah, so let's just refresh with everybody. It tells them about their personality, their tendencies, and what their life plan was.
1: Uh-huh. It it gives you what I call your contract for this lifetime. It can indicate feelings, behaviors, actions, um, strengths, challenges, learning styles, what kind of gifts you like, uh, how you define love.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: What your so, style is.
0: Wow. That's pretty in-depth, just from your name that you got at at birth.
1: (laughs) It's all in there. So why would it work, right? Well, when there were still only seven religions on the planet, um, what happened is that you can read books that do all this for you. I mean, that compare the different religions. But anyway, they have 10 things that they all agreed upon. And one (laughs) of the ideas was that the incoming soul impresses upon the one naming them what they want to be called. So in actuality, we're naming ourselves.
0: Oh, I, I, I have to agree with that. And, you know, me being as sensitive and my, my daughter being here and uh, pregnant, you know, the whole, her whole pregnancy, she lived with us and um, he was talking to us right, right as soon as he came into his, his cell and he was talking to us within the first month. So life happens at conception and that the soul takes over right at about the same time. And he was talking to us. We knew he liked monkeys. We knew he did not like squirrels. We, you know, we talk we would talk to him. He liked my mom, you know, and when my daughter was upset, he would send out love waves at her and I would say, Your baby's sending you love messages. And she goes, I know he's been doing that all day because I don't feel very good today. <laughs> So, we, you know, that experience, that experience of accompanying her, and also because both of my children, they were in me, told me what gender they were. And they also told me what they were going to look like. So, when they came out, because, you know, here I am, dark eyed, dark hair, Greek family, everybody has dark eyes, and... Dark hair, and I saw them as both blonde, blue eyed kids. And I thought, how can that be? I thought brown was the dominant (laughs) guller (laughs) because my husband's blonde and blue eyed. So I thought that was really strange. But they both told me they were blonde and blue eyed. And when the second one said it, and he also showed me him at the age of 19 knocking on the back door saying, mom, I'm almost here. Don't worry. I'm going to be here. And he looks exactly now like he did because he's 31 now. He looks exactly like he did in in that vision that I had. So I think it's really interesting that they do talk to us. And at that time, so this is 30 plus years ago at that time, I wasn't that tuned in but I was tuned in enough because I, my, my grandmother had a lot of precognizant dreams. So we had the tradition in the family of us being kind of, kind of like on the woo, walking on the woo side. So it's not considered weird to have precognizant dreams.
1: <laughs> well, You'll know that from all around the world and the thousands of people I've talked with, uh, it's more common than not where the mother or the father or the, depending on the culture, it's the oldest, you know, male living relative or whomever it is in that culture that's going to be naming the child gets a precognition feeling of this is what the child, you know, this is what they're here for and this is what they're going to do. In those same books that I read that that say that the child, you know, foretells or impresses upon the one naming them what they want to be called, um, one of the other things that they have in common is that they believe that the soul is outside of the body and is larger than the physicality, but is outside so that the soul literally shows up in the mother's auric field uh, once the mother becomes pregnant. And that's why the communication is so clear. But they said, which I thought was really interesting, is that the soul doesn't actually enter into the body until the exact moment of birth. And then if the soul chooses to be a stillborn, it's because they got in there late. Or if it chooses to come in early, that's because they wanted some kind of a handicap. And so the timing has to be perfect. So that was another one that all those seven religions agreed upon. So it's kind of like, we don't know, we can't see, we can't tell. But I find it interesting that there is a common core of one time of the belief systems that were there. Yeah, and it it matches exactly,
0: you know, your thing that has come together for you. It just matches exactly what you downloaded, you know, you intuited, or however you just choose to describe how you got that information. (laughs)
1: Well, I did it through observation. Um, I I started off with a, a plethora of Davids in my life. And so I made a column for every David, and then what have I observed about this one, and then David number two and David number three and all eight Davids and so and then I said what do they have in common well that's got to be in the name David and what do they not have in common well it's got to be in their middle name or their last name because I'm just working with names and so it started with whole names and what does this whole name mean and then eventually it broke down into uh, the letters in a name and then it broke down into the placement of the letters in the name because I'd say, how come the A it means this here but all of a sudden you put the A over here in the name and it doesn't relate the same, you know? And so there was a lot of trial and errors and talking to thousands of people. I kind of felt badly for everybody, anybody around me at the time for those those years because I was picking everybody's brain all the time. You know, do you have anybody that, do you know anybody with this combination in their names? Tell me about them. <laughs> you know, and then I'd eliminate the ones I knew, and they'd say, well, maybe this goes with that, so it was a lot of trial and error and matching, and I think that's why it took so long to figure it out.
0: Wow, 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 so um, let's say, let's say, let's just name a typical result, uh, just so people will understand, right, they come, I think that everybody is naturally curious about themselves, like, you know, there's people that read hand, palms, or their fingerprints, and they're naturally curious. Like, I set up a booth where I would read their frequency and tell them the one thing that would help raise it the quickest, and people are really naturally curious to find out about names, but but let's say somebody is really troubled, and, you, and they come to you with a problem, and... I, I don't even know how they would find you. Right. Like why they would even why would they even come? Like that would just not be something that would occur to the average person.
1: Well, right? I, it's word of mouth.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: I've been doing this for quite a few years and it's all word of mouth. And it's amazing how many people find me. So I always think, you know, they're guided and they're led or mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Them about me or whatever. Um over half of the people that are for, will write me a note somewhere along the line that says, oh my gosh, you're changing lives. And I always say, mnemology science and the revelations that it shares is what's changing lives. I'm just the messenger. And so I know how to interpret it, but so do the people that I've, I've taught the classes to, to how to do it. You know, well, so you
0: teach this to oh. people. This is awesome.
1: <laughs> yeah, so I started three years ago teaching. And, and so some of my students that were with me as of three years ago, they're just as accurate and as good at it as I am. And so um, I look at it and I think you can teach yourself out of the book. It's all there. Know the name, know the person. If you just want to learn how to be a better communicator, you know uh, that's just chapter two if you just know that your sales will go up if you're in sales and you'll get along with people better because you'll know you know what where they're coming from so there's such a difference and i'll just give you one quick example like let's say the first vowel is an a okay like like yours is like mine is but yours is the first letter in your name or the first vowel could be the second letter in the name like sally Or it could be the third letter in the name, like Sharon. It doesn't matter as long as it's the first vowel of the first name. And those people, when you say, Hi, how are you? They're already thinking, You're wasting my time, get to the point. (laughs) Like, okay, whatever, who cares? You know, get to the point. Because you want to get the work done and get that piece of business out of the way, and then we'll connect. Whereas, let's say I'm talking with somebody that has a first vowel of an E. Okay, so those people, if you don't say hi, how are you, and connect, then they're saying, doesn't that person like me anymore? How rude. They didn't care about me. They didn't even ask how I was. So they're going to respond totally differently to the same hi, how are you that somebody with a first vowel of an A is. And so once you've learned all the vowels and how they react to different things, you'll know when you've met somebody or you're seeing a friend. Whether you're going to waste your time saying, hi, how are you? Or whether it's highly important that you connect that way first, you know, and whether that person is going to answer or not or get into a discussion or not. So um, it's very important just to learn what I call the six communication styles that are all attached to that first vowel. Because just that alone. And when it's
0: the first letter, you're really impatient?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's qualities that go. You actually learn the alphabet three times. First letter position, middle letter position, and last letter position. And then you have to learn the first vowels. And they have different meanings. So if it's a first letter and a first vowel, then you'd read two meanings for it. And it would all be grouped together.
0: Oh, wow. I can't wait to talk about it some more. So let's take a little break. And then we'll dive deeper into that process. I want to remind all of our listeners, you're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopoulos. Today, my special guest is the most fascinating Sharon Lynn Wyeth, developer of Namology. And when we return after the break, we'll dive deeper into her process and show how you can discover more about the significance of your name. You can actually do simple physical manipulations on yourself to change your mental, emotional state, release blocks, and even um, release things like pain in your body. And of course the backup to all of these techniques, the backup is to work out also the spiritual, the emotional, the mental, and then relieve the physical. Um, I have a process that does that. We go through um, one step at a time and clean up all of, so you didn't, whatever condition that you have, whether it's mental, emotional, spiritual, or physical, whatever condition that you have, especially if it manifested in the physical, was usually years in the making. You didn't get it overnight, years in the making. One of the ways that I work is I find out when something uh got manifested in your body like go back to that year and then rewrite the story uncreate the story redo the story so it's as if it never happened it's as if you imagine your life is a tree and here you are at birth and each decision that you make will create a different branch right so you have all these branches of possibilities and you're ending up somewhere along the branch And by doing energy work, it's as if you did not make that decision and instead you made a different decision and you end up on another branch. So that's the way I view energy healing with regards to to whatever your life is now. And the great thing is that we are infinite beings of light, powerful beings of light, and we can change our history and we can rewrite things and we can create whatever life we want and i'm ready to have a conversation with you if that's what you'd like to have in your life either learn it for yourself or to um, have me help you with it so i have my contact information is scientifichealer.com forward slash contact or scientifichealer.com appointment so you can either write me Or have a conversation with me and I always answer the, you know, I always answer whatever queries come through. And I do it personally because I'm very interested in hearing out, hearing what you would like to hear. Welcome back. You're listening to Scientific Healing with Dr. Anastasia Chopolis. If you are a healer or a coach, you can discover which is the one thing you should pay attention to first to raise your frequency and get to your next level. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash action and download the action guide for discovering your biggest challenge to success. Before the break, we were talking to Sharon Lynn Wyatt about the significance of your name. Welcome back, Sharon. I'm so excited to be talking about this fascinating process further.
1: Well, I appreciate the opportunity to share it because I just think it's such a useful tool. It'd be like if everybody didn't have a hammer in their tool bag, they'd be really handicapped. And I look at this as a key tool.
0: Yeah, so, you know, we talked about how you got started at the beginning of the show and how you help people discover more about themselves. Do you also help them change their name by adding or changing letters to help them out?
1: When somebody wants to do a name change, there's like three component parts to it. First, I want to know what 10 adjectives do they want people to know subconsciously about them when they hear their name? And then I want to know what 10 adjectives do they want in the people that they want to bring to them that they want to attract so that they're going to be influenced by these people? So what 10 adjectives do they want those people to have? And then I have to look at the birth name that's on the birth certificate because the new name has to keep the same plan. It's just you're going about it maybe differently, okay, to make it a little easier or smoother or gentler or whatever. And so I want to be able to meet all 20 conditions, the 10 for who they want everybody to feel about them, the 10 who they want to attract, and keep that life plan. So once they give me the 20 adjectives, it takes a great deal of time to figure out all the possible name combinations that will give them those 20 adjectives and keep their original plan. And then we get on the phone again, because that's a phone call, um, getting that information. And then we get on the phone again, and I start going through just first names. And I say, okay, if there's a first name that you don't like the sound of, we're going to eliminate it. Because all of these names meet your conditions. And then we narrow the list that way, or somebody says, I don't like that one, or whatever. So we get it down, and we narrow the list that way. And then I say, here's additional things that come with this name. Now, I've also checked the name that you're not introducing some negative characteristic that you didn't have before, because we don't need to introduce new garbage. <laughs> so, <laughs> no. so that's also something that's in there. And then we eliminate the names down and say, this is what else this name will bring to you. you know? So we narrow it down some more. So we get it down to a few names. Then we do the same thing for the last name, only those that will balance with the first names that they've chosen we do the same thing and then we play with the combinations and say what would this combination bring to you what would this one and so we fine-tune what are the differences and then so the person has a lot of information to consider and then I always say start writing them and which one writes the easiest for you which one when you go to write it you don't have to stop and think it just comes out it just flows and that's your final decision because that's when you're bringing in your own subconscious. Oh, that's,
0: that's really fascinating is bringing in that subconscious, the subconscious guidance, right? Because right. handwriting, handwriting, like when I want to know an answer to something, I just start handwriting and the answer flows out of the pen.
1: So, so yeah, that's mm-hmm. automatic handwriting. And so uh, there's different ways of getting it, but that's the easiest. And so there's a huge amount of time invested behind the scenes so that I'm not wasting because my first all of an A. so I'm not wasting my clients' time and we can get straight to the point.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and I do mm-hmm. something
1: very similar for new name product for a product's new name or a business's new name, it's like what do you want people to immediately know about that product or business? Who do you want your clients to be?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: so that we're attracting them.
0: So does do the just out of curiosity do the meaning of the words ever play a role cuz my my name means resurrection and rebirth you know the whole name Anastasia
1: um, I don't look at it that same way I know mm-hmm. that there's a lot of name books out there and they go here's your name and this is what it means and I think yeah. great how did you get that magic bomb, bomp! magic <laughs> right
0: <laughs> Yeah well in Greek tonasty is the resurrection it's it's over the Top of the resurrection in the church. My name is sitting up there, so it is. It is a word, a direct, direct relationship well, to the language. There
1: is a word that is within a name, mm-hmm. part of. A name, besides interpreting letters by letters and their placement, and we also look at what are they sitting next to because if you're with somebody you like, you may behave one way, and if you're next to somebody you don't like, you might behave differently.
0: Oh, you absolutely do. There's no discussion about that. <laughs> so,
1: um, So we not only look at the letters and their placement, but who they're sitting next to. So, you know, it's in depth. That's why we can get so much information out. And so um, when we're looking at all of that, I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. Um,
0: That's okay. You were talking about, um, you know, when letters are sitting next to letters and um, that you'll get different meanings relative to, or the words that are in. in Yeah. Thank you
1: in the name so besides looking at all the letters you're looking at the word in the name so -hmm. like Madeline has the word mad in there
0: Mm -hmm. so
1: where does the anger come from and part of what she's going to come to learn how to do is how to deal with that anger and how is she going to express it appropriately or inappropriately but the word mad is in there so you know that that's something that has to be dealt with
0: no that's really really interesting i love that So what's the biggest lesson you learned? You know, you went through this whole process. What's the biggest lesson that you learned that to do over you would pass on to someone just starting out with, you know, discovering a process or starting a business?
1: Well, I would just say learn chapter two in the book, which is your communication style. And it's also the learning style is right there.
0: Yeah, we're going to talk about that that book in just a second. And uh, they'll be able to get they'll be able to get a link from the show notes. So be sure and go to the show notes and, and, and get the book. (laughs) Cause I think that you're going to be really surprised. Like when I first, you know, I'm, I'm always, because I'm a scientist, you know, always like take everything with a big dose of skepticism, but the more that I hear you and how you've come, come, you know, to come to these conclusions and how you started looking at all the the possible variations, because human beings are complex. I mean, all creatures are complex, even cats and dogs and bugs, everything's complex. But we humans are really complex. We have like this really complicated energy system in the body. Plus, we have our own will and volition, which is different. We have our own agendas, which animals don't have. They don't have nearly the agendas we do.
1: <laughs> I discussed that in my second book because in the second book with the first one's all about the personality, the second one's all about the soul. In the name, what did the soul want to learn and what did the soul want? And what do you do if what the soul wants is in conflict with what the personality wants? So mm-hmm. how to solve that. So that's the second book. And then the third book in the trilogy will be coming out this December, which is your health is hidden in your name.
0: Oh, interesting.
1: Health challenges that you may have, you know, or...
0: Or have had, like in my case.
1: (laughs) Right. Or anyway, but they're they're sitting there in the name. And the reason that that health challenges goes with your name and what thinking can be shifted to minimize that or eliminate that.
0: Oh, I can't wait to read that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) because I came home from school, I was in eighth grade and, and I was reading the Bible every single night because I wanted to read it for myself. And you know, I came home and I said to my mom, you know, it was in the spring and I said, you know what, mom, I think I need to go see a psychiatrist or somebody and she kind of looked at me and she goes, what, you know why? And I said, I just don't think like other people. And so I'm, I'm not fitting in because my thinking is so different. than than the people I'm going to school with. So I think there's something wrong with me and I need to go see a psychiatrist or a psychologist. (laughs) And so my mom was studying at the time from this fabulous lady who had been one of the three astrologers that Hitler had not killed. And she was studying with her. So mom said, I'm going to send you to Afra Wesh and then uh, we'll talk about it. You know, if that doesn't help you, then we'll talk about it. And one of the things that Afra told me And so much, I wrote it all down, and it's all come true over the years. But one of the things that she um, told me at the time is she said, You know, your kidney is your weakest organ, so if you take care of your kidney, everything else should be fine. Well, in my eighth grade brain, I went, Oh, kidney, that means I shouldn't be drinking alcohol. And so my son laughs because I've only had six drinks in my entire life, you know, and it's because I chose if this is the weakest link, how do you make it stronger? You don't do things that cause it to become weaker. Okay. And so in my head, that's what I want this third book to do or be able to do for people to say, this is where your weakest links are. And so if you want to take care of them, then the body ought to be able to stay healthy. I mean, yes. now I understand that because I'm a Libra, all Libras their weakest links of kidney, but you know, it, It doesn't matter how she got the information. It totally affected my life, made it a little bit hard going through high school and college when everybody wanted to go drink, but I was always the designated driver.
0: (laughs) Me too. I've never been drunk either. I mean, I've had very few drinks and I haven't touched anything in, I don't know, 15 years just because I don't like it. Like, why do people like it? It doesn't taste good.
1: (laughs) I will will answer that question for you. Mm Mm-hmm. What I've noticed, it's just my observations, is that when people have a very high frequency or a very high vibration and they're feeling like they don't fit in, a lot of people, times people will drink to lower their vibration so it's easier to get along with everybody and everything that's happening in the world
0: um that's that's possibly true and the thing that's interesting is that I know i you know I I had I've had those same thoughts that you did you know with um not being like anybody else there must be something wrong with me I still have those thoughts like I don't feel like all these people they're like getting so rabid about something and I'm sitting there going like you know there must be something wrong with me
1: (laughs) Politics and everybody gets excited, one side of the fence or the other. You know I,
0: exactly, and I'm just like I can't get excited about either side, whether they're you know totally liberal or totally conservative. And I listen to them get excited, and I'm just going like, really, but there are more important things to talk about.
1: <laughs> yeah, when I got rid of the television set when my kids were um, eight and nine years old. So hmm. So this, anyway, it'll be like 30 years by the end of this year that I've had no television. And I remember going to work one day and we'd gone camping for the weekend and rented a boat and had a great old time and, you know, and went swimming and everything and it was just fun. And, and I came back and everybody was talking about OJ Simpson and something that had happened. And I went up to him and I said, okay, what's going on? And they go, well, haven't you heard? And it was like everybody wanted to share what, you know, this chase with O.J. Simpson and everything else. And I thought in five minutes, I'm all caught up in the news. And they wasted their whole weekend watching the news on O.J. Simpson and some car chase. <laughs> you know, it was like, okay, this is why I don't have a television set.
0: Yeah, it is a it is really a big waste of time. So what, So how did, And you know, I'm still really curious. So you went to this astrologer that told you something about you being different. So did you finally get relieved and didn't need a, a, a psychiatrist oh. or a counselor? <laughs> that's an open loop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's because she made sense out of what was happening. Mm-hmm. And she gave me the reason behind it. Mm-hmm. And that's what mm-hmm. theemology science does. You mm-hmm. don't have to go to astrology. You can do it for yourself out of the book. You know, and it's so much simpler than astrology. And so you can read and say, oh, this is why this happens. Or this is why I would have selected to put this into my life to teach me this piece. That's really,
0: really fascinating. I can't wait. I can't wait to to read the whole book. But you people can get a first chapter right away, right?
1: Right. They can. It's free on the website.
0: Yes. Yeah, so... Yeah. And we'll just talk about that. So let's talk about that book. It's award-winning. Could you tell us a little more about that? We'll put it all in the show notes.
1: Okay. It's the name of the book is know the name, know the person. So the personality, Mm -hmm. um, how the thoughts and feelings go and it'll give you all of that information. And it literally takes everything apart and makes it very simplistic, but very simple, but very deep Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. all the way through. Mm -hmm. And, Gotta remember that I'm a math teacher, so I've done it very organized and very systematically. So if you wanna learn the system, you gotta read it in order, the chapters, except for you can skip the middle school years, sixth, seventh, and eighth chapter, because those uses reference, because I find that people can get bogged down in those. It's too much detail.
0: Oh, yeah. I, I have a tendency to do the same thing. I get my artist daughter to read it. And she goes, Mom, that's too much science. You got to take the science out and put the fun in. I go, okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> when my editor first got the first copy of the book, he we had our session and he says, hmm. And I said, well, what did you think? And he goes, hmm, yeah. Um, this writes like a math major wrote it. And I said, I am a math major, but that doesn't sound very good. So what's wrong with the book? And he goes, well, I don't want to hurt your feelings. And I said, screw the feelings. I want a good quality product. What's wrong with the book? And he says that every paragraph had had to reread it five times to get the depth and the layers within every paragraph. And he says, oh my gosh, you're just struggling to get through. It's not you know, it's, it's all there, but so concise. And I thought, well, yeah, we don't waste anybody's time. Us math people, (laughs) you know? And so he told me, he says, you take every one of those paragraphs and you make it a page. I thought he'd just put me in a torture chamber.
0: Yeah, me too. That, that same thing has happened to me. When people read my papers, they go, Anastasia, you really have to fluff up your writing. Some I have to read each sentence seven times before I get it. It's all there, but it's,
1: condensed (laughs) it was torture just torture for me so i spelled it all out and i gave it back to him and he said he said who's heard you teach this class you know when you've shared it or given seminars and i said oh my daughter because she plays the cook right and he says give it to her to read so i gave it to her and she says mom this is so boring it's all facts and when you give a class it's absolutely fascinating And I said, well, that's because I use everybody's name that's in the class. And I can't talk about people in the book. And she goes, but mom, you need those kind of examples. So we thought, okay, I've taught history five different years. So I know a lot of U.S. history. I could put those in. And then I realized as I was rewriting it that way, that I was having to teach history along with teaching nameology. And I thought it's going to boggle everything down and it's too much and people are going to feel overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. So I thought, who do we know a lot about? that are people that I can talk about, right, that people would understand. So I thought movie characters and movie stars. So here's somebody who hasn't owned a TV set, right, and I went down and I subscribed to entertainment and people and every rag magazine out there possibly and started literally reading them, looking for examples. So I read them like they were textbooks. So the book reads like the National Enquirer. (laughs) How fun is that? So it's all the examples, right, of, of different things as they show up in names. So then when I got through rewriting it that way so that my daughter approved of it and said the interest level's back up, then I sent it to 10 friends and said, please give me your input. And every time a friend wrote back and gave me input, I went through the entire book again and incorporated in that input. So in actuality, I wrote the book 13 times, and so the fact that it won an excellence in writing award, I thought, oh thank goodness! <laughs> but it, you know, <laughs> there was a lot of work that went into that
0: book. I get it. The same thing. It took me a year to write my book too, and um, when now when people read it, they say that it's you can't put it down. You have to read through through the whole thing, all together, and all the there all of my. Um, all of my social media are full of memes with my quotes on them. So my social media team took my, read the book. They love the book so much. They just took all these quotes. So you'll see my quotes all over the place, like on Instagram or Facebook.
1: (laughs) That's wonderful. But you have it in your name right at the beginning. So that this started when you were very, very young. And that is that you wanted to make the world a better place.
0: Well, yeah. I've always known that. I've always been, whenever anybody was uh, stuck somewhere, especially in math, because I'm also a math whiz, right? So stuck in math, I would sh- say, oh, it's really easy. You just do this, this, and this. And they go, oh, yeah, it is really easy.
1: <laughs> Your name says you would have made a wonderful pediatrician, by the way.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love kids. I do love them. I just love, love, love. My, you know, I have three grandchildren, and I just enjoy them to pieces. So what's a tip or two that can help listeners to understand their names better?
1: That the first letter of the first name is somebody's first impression.
0: And
1: and that the last letter of the first name is the lasting impression or the first thing we talk about behind somebody's back.
0: Oh, interesting. And for me, it's the same letter. (laughs) (laughs) And so how can people get a hold of
1: you? The easiest way is to go to knowthename.com, and that's K-N-O-W, um, knowthename.com, and just say that, you know, the contact link and get a hold of me that way, or you can send an email at info, for information, info at com.
0: Easy, easy, and then you can, people can get a first chapter by doing knowthename.com forward slash first dash chapter, all spelled out.
1: Right. And there's a link on the first page. So if you just go to knowthename.com, there's a link if you want the first chapter. You have to sign up for the newsletters to get it. But you know, you can unsubscribe anytime you want to. There's no pressure.
0: Yes. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Sharon, for coming on and giving us all this like really awesome information. Um, You know, it's just like this unique thing. I know that these kinds of things have been around for a long time. I've seen people add letters to their first name and, you know, switch things around because somehow it would help them.
1: But wouldn't you rather do that consciously than unconsciously?
0: Yes, exactly. Well, they they did that, and I I don't want to change my name. I like it the way it is. <laughs> well, that's because I picked it. <laughs> <laughs> I did, and I, I, you know, I like it the way it is, and you know, first and last name because it's com- it's unique in the world. I'm the only person in the world at the moment with this name.
1: <laughs> what I think is kind of interesting is people that have the same name are usually going into the same genre of uh, professions. Like if you look at it, and if my name was pronounced Sharon instead of Sharon, because the spelling's uh, the same, um, many Sharon Weiss or Sharon Weiss were all authors. And so it's very interesting to see what falls through with a name. And like, um, the name Don Wilson. I was looking up a lot of different people Don Wilson when I was doing some research. And,
0: I knew a guy in, in school named Don Wilson.
1: <laughs> and, and they were so much in the left brain, either mechanics or music or, or um, math, you know, went into either being a mechanic afterwards or a physician afterwards, anything that would use that like chemistry, that kind of thinking, that left-brain thinking.
0: Yeah, he sat next to me in advanced math.
1: Well, there you go. (laughs) You know, they had that reasoning, logical, practical, deductive piece. And so I was doing a thing one time with, how many people can I call that all have the same name? And so, you know, what are their commonalities and how do they express them differently? I mean, I used to call so many people I didn't know I'd introduce myself and say, I'm doing research for this book, and here's the main idea, and would you mind answering just a few questions? People were so gracious. You know, when you go to give acknowledgments at the front of a book, I think I would have to acknowledge literally thousands of people that all had patience with me while I was learning how to do this and put the pieces together.
0: Yeah, the entire phone book in Los Angeles, right? (laughs) <laughs> okay, so that's about all we have time for. Thank you for listening to Scientific Healing and for our delightful guest, Sharon Lynn wyatt You can connect with her again at knowthename.com and know is spelled like I know it. Let's you and I connect. Go to scientifichealer.com forward slash energize me to discover more about the new intimate, in depth healing program designed to help you thrive as a healer or coach while building out your practice. Enrollment is open now. When you're ready to learn more, I invite you into a conversation. I have reserved time for you on my calendar at scientifichealer.com forward slash appointment. If you enjoyed this program, give it a thumbs up or five star rating. Share it with your friends on all social media and be sure to subscribe to my channel. This is Dr. Anastasia Choplis. Until I see you next time.